Welcome to the Beware the Moon podcast. My name is Hannah. And I'm Charlie. Charlie Brown, formerly known as Charlie Brown 642. Also. For, formerly also. known as Charlie Warley 666. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on my gaming channel. But yes. we're not here for gaming. No. We're here for horror. We're here for the spookies, the scaries, and the stabbies. The stabbies. We are here today to talk about Scream 6. First things first, the spoiler-free review. Oh, yes. Spoiler-free. So if you are new to the horror genre, highly recommend all of the Scream movies. Any of them. Any of them. I mean, start with one or five. Preferably. Um, just, just to give yourself, like, a reference point. I wouldn't, like, go straight to Scream 3. But the less you know about a Scream movie going into it, the better it is. So, spoiler-free section definitely comes first for all of my reviews, but especially scream and i have to say i'm a big scream fan just to lay the foundation for this review i've seen a couple of the screen movies myself but charles has seen a few i'm a big scream fan um when i first started getting into horror i got into horror when i was about 20 years old and i didn't really know anything about the screams except that they were like a horror franchise foundational franchise they were like a big deal you know like Halloween every year, you see Michael Myers masks, Jason Voorhees masks, you see Freddy Krueger masks, and you see Ghostface masks. So I was like, this one, I, I gotta watch it. And it was on Netflix, and I had access to a Netflix at the time. So I went ahead and watched one through three, and they were absolutely incredible. Particularly, particularly that first one, um, just, it hits different, man. Uh, it's very tense, and I think this scream also accomplishes the tense atmosphere. Yeah. The best way to go into it is just go completely blind. Hannah saw a couple of trailers. I didn't even see a single trailer. And I had a freaking blast with this movie. Yeah. It is so good. Um, it is just... It's a really good horror movie. It's a solid horror movie. Like, take away all the other screams. Take away the big pedestal it gets to stand on because it's a scream movie. And it's a fucking awesome movie. Like, it it's just really good. Like, it it's just really good. Like, there's some really tense moments. There's some, like, ooh, gosh. And, of course, so many plot twists and turns. Plot twists galore. Could not figure out who the killer was. Yeah, it, and it, it wasn't, like, because it, it's... Well, uh, it's, we're doing spoiler-free. Yeah. The dogs were being loud, had to cut something. Um... This movie is really good. So, of course, it's a Scream movie, and I think everybody is, like, sick to death of horror movies or just movies in general being meta, but Scream is the original meta-narrative horror movie franchise, so you kind of have to let it do its thing, um, but I think one of the things they mention is they have a spiel about this is a franchise now, so, like, this is going to try and subvert your expectations. And that's talking a big talk. Like, if you say that, you have to live up to that. 
And that's like, that's a tough thing to live up to. But Scream, this Scream 6 accomplishes that. Like, 100%. there were so many times where I thought this, and then it was that. And then there's so many times when I expected this, and it was that, even as a seasoned Scream fan. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it as well. Um, like I said, just good horror, good gore. The stabbing is so intense in these movies. Like, they're not just it's, like one stab. It's like stab and stab and stab and stab and stab and stab and stab. It's like, oh my gosh. It's, like, it's very violent. You're like, that man is a fucking pincushion. Like, oh my word. Swiss cheese looks better than that guy. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, so that's that's a cool thing, too. I mean, it. It gets gory and it gets gross and it gets it's fucking great. Yeah, and it knows how to keep you on your toes. So I highly recommend it, just because I highly recommend. Yeah, uh, to Scream fans, I recommend, and then also to general horror audiences, highly recommend. In other words, me. <laughs> yeah, Charles, would you say you would recommend this movie to someone who's looking for a good time in horror? Yes, okay. I had a fantastic time. And that's because I went in completely blind. Yes. Know as little as possible about every Scream movie you can on your first watch. That is, I think, one of the key components to just, I mean, a, a wild fucking ride. It is. So, um, yeah. And then, of course, for season Scream fans, you get a couple of familiar faces that are really fun. All around me are familiar faces. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, that is the spoiler-free section of the review. Like I said, we try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. I didn't even mention previous ghost face names. Um, didn't even mention character names. So go see it. If you have not seen it, go see it right now. Stop what you're doing. Go do, see it. Do Yeah, do not listen to the rest of this until you go see it. And then come back and listen to this, Okay. Did you do that? I are, hope you did. Are you back from the movie? You better have. Okay, cool. So we're going to the spoiler section. Spoilers. Spoilers. Big, big spoiler section. Which is, this movie is so good. The cold open. The cold open. So tomorrow weaving, <laughs> I was like, like, like high, like high up there with like my hopes for Samara Weaving being in the Scream Five movie because I thought she would be fucking perfect to add to the Scream universe. So when they hired her for Scream Six, I was ecstatic out of my mind. I was like, "Yes, Samara Weaving, let's go, new Scream Queen, yes." And then she's the cold open, and I was like, "Damn it!" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but she was a really good cold open. Yeah, and you know that's that's how the first Scream worked too. Is they hire they hire a big big name actor or actress in the cold open, and then they show you the rest of the movie. And then they gut them. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Which with the first scream, I've heard um, that it was actually Drew Barrymore's idea to make her the cold open heroine, or well, not heroine because she fucking dies, but to make her like the kill in the cold open because she was she was originally this is what I've heard. I'm, was, I was not there. I cannot confirm. Okay, I don't. I'm not Wes Craven's assistant. I'm not Wes Craven. He is quite dead. Rest in peace. But uh, this is what I've heard: is that she was originally cast to play the main role of Sydney Prescott, and said Neve Campbell would make a better Sydney. It would be really good for you to use me for the posters, so that everyone thinks I'm going to be a big part in this movie, and then I'm not. I get dead in the first ten minutes. And Wes said. That's a brilliant idea, because he was a smart man, and uh, went with that, and this was kind of like, I mean, you, at this point, like I said, you expect it, 
So this movie did a really good job of subverting expectations. And they don't even tell you they're going to do that until, like, maybe a half of the way through the movie or a quarter of the way through the movie. So, but already they start subverting your expectations. So Samara Weaving goes into this dark alley and Ghostface kills her. And, and then, then Ghostface Ghost is played by freaking Flash. So Ghostface in this alley takes off his mask and it's fucking Flash from the Spider-Man movies <laughs> with Tom Holland. Like, that Flash. Yeah, him. It's 100% him. And it is, first of all, just really funny and ironic. So that in and of itself is just, like, mind-boggling. But the fact that they, they take off the Ghostface mask and then like, you follow him. It's like, why, why, why show his face at all? Because... That's the whole point of the movie is that you don't know who Ghostface is until the end of the movie. Which is, I went to my, I said to myself, oh, they're going to fucking kill the first Ghostface yeah. right now. And I was <laughs> super excited for it. Like, that, like, I mean, you're expecting it at this point if you're a seasoned Scream fan. But at the same time, I was excited for it because I was like, oh my gosh, are we going to really kill the first <laughs> Ghostface? Like, I was like, is Ghostface going to get Ghostfaced? Ghost-faced. Ghost-faced? ghost I mean, it's not the first time a ghost-faced has been ghost-faced before, right? No. This is the first... Well, I mean... Yeah. Technically, you have Jill killing Charlie, and you have, like, Mrs. Loomis. I think she's the one who shoots Mickey. Yeah. But, like, you don't get, like, a ghost-faced getting ghost-faced right from the get. Yeah. For- and you don't get it, like... As your cold, part of your cold open. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's insane. insane. Also, I apologize for the sounds of dogs in the background. They are just doing whatever the fuck they want right now. We just got home from the movie, so they're, like, super excited to see me, which means they're wrestling with each other. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so, like, the ghost face getting ghost faced right from the get. Was super surprising. Ghost faced. I accidentally said that on the way home, and I meant to say ghost faced. But honestly, I think Ghostfaced sounds better. Ghostfaced. <laughs> I don't know why. All the T's, all the D's, all the E's. Yeah, you gotta double down on the T sound. <laughs> the Ghostfaced. Ghostfaced. Yeah, just add as many E's as you possibly can. <laughs> That's the correct pronunciation. <laughs> this is America. We've add the E's, y'all. Anyway. Um, words. Words, yeah. Um, so he, like, picks up the phone and... He's getting a ghost face call, and he's assuming it's from his roommate, Greg, because he and his roommate, Greg, are going to ghost face this movie is their plan. That's their plan. Yeah, their plan is they're going to finish finish Richie's movie, and Richie is one of the ghost face... Ghost faces... Ghost, ghost am I face, saying that correctly? I feel like I can't faces, say this word anymore. Ghost faces. But he was uh, one of the ghost face in... So Richie is, like I said, he's one of the ghost face from the last movie. He was planning on making a ghost face movie. I think so. Um, it's been literally a year since I've seen that movie. So um, I can't really remember if that was the plot <laughs> or not. Uh, I know he was one of the killers. And I remember he wanted, I don't, I don't even remember what his motivation that was. But it was good enough, honestly. Apparently. Yeah, it was good enough for me. He's not, like, down the list of stupid ghost face, perp- like, motives. Like, I, I think probably the worst two ghost face motives are Charlie and Mickey. Um, 
to be honest, Stu's motive is kind of unclear. I mean, he's just kind of doing it because his buddy wants to do it. So that's not a great motive. He's just like, hey, this is a fantastic time. Let's do it. Yeah, Billy's like, how about you help me rape and kill this lady and then we'll kill a bunch of other people. And Stu's like, bet. (laughs) Let's go, Billy. (laughs) So, like, that's weird. I don't really get that. But at the same time, it feels very genuine coming from Stu's character. So everyone's okay with it. I'm okay with it. It's fine. He's we love Stu Mocker. I want Stu Mocker back, honestly. <laughs> I miss Matthew Lillard in these movies. I'm glad we get to see Skeet Ulrich. And I'm glad Billy Loomis is there haunting shit. But I do miss Stu Mocker. I miss Stu. <laughs> I really... I'm really... Like, they, they mentioned in this movie that they're like, oh, the TV killed him. And someone was like, if you believe that. And yeah. I'm like... Oh, I'm hoping that's laying the foundation for a stew return in the next movie because I fucking want it so bad. That would be such a huge plot twist, but then also at the same time, have you carried one of those TVs before? Yeah. like it's, Those things are heavy. We'll get to that. Anyway, back to what we were saying. So Flash is walking around his apartment talking to Ghostface, who he thinks is his uh, partner in crime, roommate Greg. And uh, Greg's fucking with him, asking him questions about killing and what it felt like and blah 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 and uh at one point he asks how long have we, uh, how long have we known each other and at that point flash kind of has a clue as to what's going on he says you tell me but then he does so then flashes you know hit the red flag goes down again and he's still talking to greg he thinks and the ghost face on the phone is like let's play warmer or colder so you can find me and uh, he goes to open the fridge, and I'm like, is there going to be a ghost face in the fridge? Because I literally thought, like, at this point, like, oh, well, maybe Greg is going to kill Flash and take all the cra- something. It would have been funny if that was the case, because can you imagine Ghostface just contorting himself <laughs> into the tiny fridge with all those shelves in there? No, which is why I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Like, I was like... What? Like, I didn't expect him to be dead. Like, I figured he was gonna kill Flash. And he's just gonna be like, bruh! Yeah, but I was like, that's a weird place to hide the (laughs) fridge, but whatever. Ghostface can do what he wants, I guess. He opens the fridge, and Greg is, like, cut into portions and stuffed in the fridge. Like His head's on the shelf. Yeah. His, His torso's, like, to the right and all that crap. They had to, like... Someone Tetrised his body in there after they cut it to pieces, and so, of course, Flash is like, what the fuck? And then Ghostface comes from behind him and stabs him to death, and is like, because he had said something about, oh, as I stabbed her, she became less human, and then she was just meat, and so, as they're stabbing Flash, Ghostface is, and he's like, do you feel like meat, Flash? And you're like, (laughs) oh, fuck yeah. So that told me right there, this Ghostface, like, motive is not the pleasure of killing. Like, I didn't know what the pl- the motive would be, but I was like, clearly it's not we're killing people for funsies. Like it's, Stu was. Yeah. Or like, I guess Mickey kind of. I mean, his was for the movies, but uh, it's kind of like he was killing people for funsies. And same with Charlie, because Charlie's motive is the murkiest. Yeah. I literally watched that movie like two nights ago for the first time or last night or some shit. It's still the murkiest motive I've ever seen. Like, I'm like, what? I don't understand what his motive was. But yeah, this the, one was like, okay, so we're not doing this for funsies. No, we ain't doing this for funsies. Who gives a fuck about movies? He says that, and that's the best. Like, he's like, says something about 
finishing the movie and Ghostface literally goes, who gives a fuck about movies? And you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> Which kind of like is a shot at Mickey because like this is a requel. So it's a reboot sequel. And this is the second in that reboot sequel. So we're already at a college. It's already established at this point that we're at a college. Um, we're in New York, so I don't think the college is in Woodsboro. It, no. So that's out. No. I think it's been established that... Isn't it in, like, Manhattan or something? No, sorry. I meant for the second Scream. So Scream oh, 2... I don't think Scream 2 was in Woodsboro. This definitely takes place in New York City. But I don't think Scream 2 was in Woodsboro. And so, like, we're already seeing some mirroring. So my mind is immediately going to Scream 2 and comparisons, of course, to kind of know what to expect. Like sussy love interests. Yeah, so, which... And all that jazz. That was probably, like, it, it's funny because you look at that and then, of course, Mindy Meeks later says that... that it, this is not even, like, a requel or anything like that anymore. It's a franchise, and it's the second in the franchise requel, so, like, you have to subvert all the expectations. So, me, as a hor like a seasoned Scream fan, I'm thinking about the second movie, which it's been a good decade since I've seen that, but I'm making comparisons in my mind already. And, uh... The movie knows, you, knows you're making comparisons, Yeah, too. the movie takes... Full advantage of that, which is great. 100%. This movie is, like, manipulating you as you're watching it. Which is great. Like, I'm not against it. So then we cut to Samantha, our main character of these requels, who is Billy Loomis's love child, which, good for Billy. <laughs> That's how I felt when I saw the, the, the last one. I was like, good for Billy. <laughs> like He got out there and made some actual love before he started murdering, which, you know... Yeah, and, and intentionally made of badass final girl? Yes. Like, that's the coolest thing, too, is, like, that subverts everything. Is like, this girl, you would expect her to be the next killer. Like, you expect her to have the motive to be the next ghost face. But actually, she's, like, the next Sydney, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, which also uh, addresses the concept of the legacy characters, like uh, Gail Weathers... Like it all, like it says that you know, legacy characters—they're expendable. They can die too, and apparently, if you've watched uh, Scream Five, Dewey dies in that one. Yeah, that really, that really hit home. Yeah, so it's like as soon as they mention that, it's like, oh crap, are we gonna see a legacy character die in this one? And Gail's the only legacy. Well, I guess Kirby's in it too, but Gail is the main legacy character. So you're like, fuck, are they gonna kill Gail again? <laughs> like, I was gonna be so mad, honest to God, if they kill Dewey in the last movie, kill Gail this movie, and then Sydney's the only one of the original trio left. Like, that would have made me so mad. Seriously, as like a season scream fan. Um, but anyway, so Samantha is talking to her therapist and he mentions like, we've been at this six months and you keep alluding to this event that happened to you, but you won't fucking tell me what it is and you don't give me any details. So she tells him, she's like, I have trust issues. And he's like, well, I can't help you if you don't tell me. So she tells him everything that happened in the fifth movie, basically in a really condensed version. And, and then, then he's like, I can't do this. Well, she says like, 
he says something about, oh, and you're worried he's going to come back after you. And she's like, no, I killed him. I stabbed him 22 times, slit his throat, and then shot him in the head. So he's definitely dead. And she's like, I'm here talking to you because it felt right. So we know, and especially with Billy's ghost in the last movie, that, like, she has the potential to become a serial killer. Like, she enjoys the stabby stabs. She she likes the stabs. She like a doa the stab stab. She like a doa the stab. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we already get that she's kind of stabby. Um, she's got the stabby blood in her. But the, the doctor, the the therapist, psychologist, doctor guy, he's like, I have to legally report you. And she's like, I didn't even say I was gonna kill anyone. And he was like, Well, you alluded to it, which full of fucking shit she did. No, she I'm did so not. mad. Like, she's genuinely trying to get help. She's genuinely concerned. And this guy's like, I have to report you to the police. Like, fuck you, guy. Like, bro, really? Is it, like, is it not your job to help people? Well, and there are, so all therapists, for those of you who don't know, are mandated reporters. Meaning that if there is intent to harm self or others, they legally have to report you to the police, right? So if you go to your therapist and they're a licensed therapist and they say, I'm thinking about, you say to them, I think I'm about killing myself, they're going to call the police on you. Or if you go to them and you say, I'm thinking about killing someone, they have to call the police on you. But she doesn't even say, I'm thinking about killing someone. She says, I killed this guy. It was literally self-defense. He was trying to kill the fuck out of her. So she killed him instead. And she said it felt right. Not even, I enjoy killing people. She didn't say, I'm going to go kill someone. She didn't name any names. She didn't say. She's like, I'm worried because when I did this once, it felt good. And I don't want to feel it again. And she Yeah, she clearly does not want to feel this again. So he's basically like, I can't do this. I'm not qualified for this. I'm going to call the police on you. Which, that is the shittiest response. Like, if you don't feel qualified, I get that. But, like, he doesn't give her a reference to anyone. Like, he just is like, I can't do this. Police. Yeah, which, like, fuck you, guy. Yeah. That made me so mad. Like, Samantha gets pissed, too. She's like, you're like all the rest of them. And she leaves, and I'm like, good for you, Samantha. Don't fucking take that shit. Don't take that. It made me so mad. And meanwhile, while this is happening, Tara is at a party with her friends, and they are, like, stuff's happening, they're drinking, and then uh, some dude uh, asks, hey, I've got some uh, beer up in my room, you want to come with me? No, Charles, it's Fireball. Charles doesn't know alcohol, so that's whiskey, everybody. (laughs) Okay, Fireball. Okay, sorry. I don't drink, and I don't want to ever drink. The one time Charles accidentally ordered a drink at the movie theater was the funniest (laughs) moment ever. We were watching Zombieland 2. This is a quick aside. We were watching Zombieland 2, and Charles ordered a melon head. The movie had already started, so it was kind of loud. It's hard to hear. I ordered a mellow yellow, but he thought I said melon head. So he ordered... A mellow yellow. This guy thought he said melon head, which he asked Charles for his ID, and I was like, that's weird. Like, internally, I was like, why is he asking Charles for his ID? But, like, I didn't question it, because I'm like, I know Charles doesn't drink, and he never will, you know? And the guy comes back with his drink and his food, and he comes back, and the drink has an umbrella in it, and Charles is looking at it like, why the fuck did he put an umbrella in this? (laughs) And I lean over, and I go, Charles, that's an alcohol. (laughs) And Charles looks 
offended. Like, someone has brought him a rat, and Charles picks the alcohol up as if it is a rat, and just, like, two fingers, like, walks so fast out of that movie theater, and he looks offended, like, this thing is going to hurt him, like, it's a diamondback rattlesnake or some shit, and I am laughing so hard, I literally fall out of my seat in the middle of Zombieland 2, and our cousins are sitting right next to us, and they're like, what is going on? Because <laughs> all I see is Charles get up and leave really fast. And I'm laughing so hard. I'm on the floor. And they're like trying to watch the movie. And they're like, what is happening? This is a dining theater, by the way, for those of you wondering. Obviously, yes. But that was the funniest. Also, the weird sounds that are like, those are my dogs. I'm so sorry. I can't get them to stop. Yeah, they are just unruly tonight. Shut up. Thanks, Charles. Like, my God, that. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, she's, like, this douche Frankie is, like, date rape it, trying to date rape Tara, which, Jenna Ortega is so small. The actress is so small. Like, even, like, I, this whole movie, I was like, she's so tiny. Like, it, like my brain just went into, like, I get why Sam is doing this. Because, <laughs> like, if you've got protective instincts... They go crazy for your family, but especially if it's a smaller family member, I don't know why. Like, definitely, like, she's the little sister. She's so tiny! And, like, my brain is like, yes, protect small person. Thankfully, Not that she's, like, t- she's just smaller than everyone else around yeah. her. Hang on, now I have to Google how tall she is. <laughs> Guys, I just I just Googled it. She's 5'1". What? She's, like, four inches smaller than me. Oh, my goodness. She's, like, Charles, she would be so fucking small next to you. Oh, my god. Charles gosh. is, like, six foot a billion. <laughs> so, like, he would be so, so, she'd be so tiny next to you. She, oh, my goodness. She would look like a little blip. <laughs> Would she even come up to your chest? I don't even think I so. Don't, I don't know. I'm I'm six foot three, so I'm a foot and two inches taller than her. Oh God, think. yeah, I don't even think she would come up to your like the middle of your chest. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, so Jenna Ortega. Now that we've established her height, and I feel oh validated. Goodness. She's smaller than all of her friend group. Smaller than her sister, and. So she's, like, about to go up the stairs with this frat guy who's got those date rape vibes. And she's much tinier than this guy. And so you're like, that's not going to end well. She's super drunk, you can tell. Yeah. And her friend, Mindy, gets up and is like, hey. And no, it's Annika, which is Mindy's girlfriend. She gets up and is like, hey, Tara, are you good? And Tara's like, yeah, I want to go upstairs with him. So then Annika goes and gets Chad. Chad. Literally, literally a Chad. Chad the Chad. He's Chad the, the best. Giga Chad. I freaking love Chad Meeks. Randy would be so proud of his nephew. <laughs> I just want to say. So Chad is literally attending this party as a shirtless cowboy. <laughs> and I'm all for it, man. He looks great. <laughs> he just looks great. He's talking to his roommate, Ethan, who's, who's dressed who's... as a cardboard knight, which yeah. is so funny. And, uh... That's when Annika interrupts them and is like, hey, Chad, we need you. Chad goes over and is like, hey, man, get your hands off Tara sort of a thing. They get into a scuffle, I would call it. Yeah. It's not scuff- like a fight fight, but it's a scuffle. Yeah, it's it's a skirmish. And then the best line of the movie, Samantha interrupts them and she says something like, excuse me, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to tase you in the balls now. fucking <laughs> <laughs> tases this rat guy in the nuts. It's so good. And he's on the ground. He's like, oh, you bitch. What a way to sober him up. It's so good. I'm like, I wish. I wish. It is the funniest. It's just so good. 
Excuse me. I'm going to tase you in the balls, though. I'm going to tase you in the balls now. And she literally is like, she's like, excuse me, I'm so sorry to interrupt. (laughs) And she fucking tased the guy. He's on the ground. And then they leave, of course. You know what that, you know what kind of vibes that gives me? Like in the Amazing Spider-Man, like he grabs Gwen and he's like, I'm going to toss you out the window now. What? Dude, and then yes. he tosses her out the window. My favorite thing in movies is when people say crazy batshit things in, in a, a very ver- calm manner. And like very politely and like and then they fucking do it. I love that. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just a sucker for that. Excuse me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm gonna tase you in the balls. What? And he's, <laughs> like, he's like, what? <laughs> and just down so then of course sam and tara get into a fight because tara's like you're up my ass essentially and sam's like i'm literally trying to keep you alive and tara's like there's no ghost face right now which in their pov this is the same night samara weaving died same night greg one of the ghost faces that got ghost faced died and the other ghost face flash that got ghost faced they're all dead no one knows yet so, in their minds, yes, there's no ghost face right now. So, she's like, what the fuck are you worried so much about for? You know, like, I'm trying to live my life. I'm going to college, trying to get this degree. Leave me alone. You have to let me go. And Sam is like, <laughs> And at this point, we also met their roommate, which is a girl named Quinn, who is clearly a slut. Which is kind of funny, because the way she goes about revealing that she's a slut is there's some guy in her room. She goes... Sam goes, is that Paul? And the guy in the room goes, who's Paul? He goes, who the fuck is Paul? <laughs> like, really, like, in the background, which is so good. Everyone in the theater got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> who the fuck is Paul? Um, but anyway, Quinna told Sam where Tara went, blah, blah, blah. So they get into their argument. They go home. And, of course, like, Wild Chad man. and Mindy and Annika also go to, like, hey, Tara, hey, Sam, like, calm down, trying to calm everything down. And while they're having this powwow, a bunch of people come up, and one of them, like, throws, uh, like, soda or something at Sam. And, because at this point, uh, people, for some reason, think that Sam is the one that killed uh, the last movie's ghost face, like, as... Like, not as in, like, a self-defense thing, but as, like, a murder. Yeah, so they think that Sam set up Richie and Amber and framed them and killed everybody else. Which is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, it's not like they're, like, presenting evidence, doing investigative journalism. Like, they're just like, hey, what if uh, Billy Loomis' daughter actually set this whole thing up to make herself look like the hero? And people were like... Hey, yeah, <laughs> because hey, fuck that bitch. Yeah, because there's no evidence for that. But fuck that guy anyway. <laughs> You're like, what? what? People, but people are like that. People are so stupid. Yeah, like they mentioned towards the end of the movie. Like, if you want to assassinate someone, you first assassinate their character, which is true. You just make some shit up, and then it blows up, and then. But the thing but they the thing say is it like takes. The, they also say that the best lies have some base of truth in them. And that's true, too. Yeah, because the thing is, like... I think Hitler said that. Yeah, because the thing is, she did kill the last last movie's ghost face, but the thing is, it wasn't self-defense. But but people don't really care that it wasn't self-defense, because they hear, oh, well, she killed this person. Clearly, this person's dead, so obviously this person is probably the killer who set up these two people to be the killer and then killed everyone else. Which is fucking stupid. It is. Like, there's no evidence for it. Like, you don't ever see... Like, you literally never see any evidence that anyone is putting out for this theory. Yeah. And it's not like... 
it's just stupid. Like, it sucks. Because, like, here she is. She's the victim. Yeah, her dad's a serial killer. She didn't choose that. Like... She's just trying to live her life. She's literally... <laughs> Tears for Sarah... Sam, Samantha. Fuck, I almost called her Sarah. Tears Samara, for... Samara. Samara. <laughs> Samara Weaving. <laughs> Tears for Samara Weaving. I'm devolving. Tears for <laughs> Samara Weaving. Samantha and Tara. <laughs> I, I'm going to start my own... My own nonprofit, Tears for Samara, Samara Weaving. I know I'm saying it wrong when I say it like that, but that's also part of the point. And I'm going to base it in Wichita, <laughs> which is what I call Wichita, Kansas. Wichita. Wichita. And Samara Weaving is going to go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then when she tries to sue me for being like, what the fuck are you using my name for? I'm going to be like, no, it's pronounced Samara. <laughs> that's how I'm going to get out of it. Anyway, <laughs> back to things that actually are prevalent to the story. Um, so, like, this has become a really popular theory, which is weird because, like, I know there are active serial killers out there, and, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's plausible that a giant serial killer would, like, a serial killer... That, like, a serial killer would get that much publicity that, like, people would come up with their own theories and such. But that really doesn't happen so much anymore. Like, yeah. Ted Bundy is the last one that I can remember that was an active serial killer that got so a much publicity. Of, a lot of media attention. Yeah. Like, and the last one that I really, like, the last two that I remember that got a ton of media attention, and we lived in Florida at the time, which is where the crimes occurred, was Casey Anthony... And George Zimmerman. And I know a ton of George Zimmerman's facts were misconstrued in the media. So don't trust the media. Like, yeah. you just can't trust them. Especially, like, it doesn't seem like anyone's even putting facts out there yeah. for this theory that Samantha was the killer. They're just posting about it. Yeah, they're just like, oh, hey, look at this. This is a conspiracy theory. Hey, that has a lot of likes, so that must be true. It just, it's so stupid. Like, it makes me so mad. Because they're like, well, she's Billy Loomis's daughter, and that's kind of the only, like... The only... Leg that theory has to stand on, which isn't even a leg. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, so these girls are like, fuck you, we know what you did. They poured Diet Cherry Coke on her, which we find out later, because of a funny thing, I'll explain it. But they pour this Coke on her, and, uh... She's like, do you have a problem with me? And she, like, squares up with them. And Chad's like, no, man, no, because he's, like, the best ever. He's like, no, man, don't, he's don't worry giga about Chad. it. He is Chad. Chad has evolved to Giga Chad. He did. He literally went from the last movie just being Chad to Scream 6, he's Giga Chad. He said, my name is Giga, my middle name is Chad, my last name is Meeks. <laughs> my <laughs> Which has nothing to do with how much of a Chad he is. Actually, you think about it, Randy Meeks was kind of a Chad, too. Anyway, <laughs> besides the point. So, uh... Can you, can you calm down? Charles is talking to the dogs. So, then we go to the apartment, and Quinn's like, I'm sorry, I told your sister where you were to Tara, and then Chad comes in, and Quinn, like, quietly excuses herself. And uh, Chad and Tara, like... All of a sudden have a thing, which I'm for. I'm for it. I'm like, that's cute. I'm I dig it. He's super tall and buff, and she's five foot one. So And he was there to make sure that she, he she didn't get like 
you know, date raped at a party. He, okay, this whole movie, he's Mr. Protectorly guy, and I'm into it. I love it. Him and Danny both. I love them. So, like, Sam has this love interest who, like, lives across in the other building, and they just kind of, everyone thinks they're just been checking each other out through the window, but she's secretly dating him, which is great. Good for Sam. But, um, they are the best, like, the best horror movie boyfriends. Like, I love them. They're so good. 15 like, out of 10 for those guys. Like, props to you. Props to you two dudes. Both of them. And Both they're them. played so well. I just love the actors who play them. Anyway. Um, so, Tara and Chad almost kissed. But then Quinn comes in. And it's so funny. <laughs> she looks at Tara and goes, did I cockflock you? <laughs> Which is so good. Because, like, no one ever says that to, like, another female, I feel like. Or at least people of my generation don't. Gen Z apparently does. Which... Good for Gen Z. I think that's great. Like, I think it should go both ways. She's like, did I cock block you? And she's like, nope, nope. And Chad's like, stop saying cock. <laughs> she's like, I forgot my phone. And then she leaves. And then Tara's like laying on her bed smiling. And you're like, ah, that's cute. They have the feels for each other. Which, valid. They know they can trust each other. Yeah. Because of what they went through. So, anyway. Then. Okay, so after that. We we literally just saw this, so like we're we're trying to like grab the smaller details of the movie. So then they see, uh, so Sam goes to visit Danny, who's the guy who lives in the other building that everyone thinks she just has a crush on, but she's secretly dating him. That I'm like, good for her. He is the best. I fucking love him. He understands that she has trust issues, and he is like, he's just so good to her, so good to her through the whole movie. And odds are he's probably seen, like, posts about her and he's just like, nah, I don't believe that shit. He is literally the most supportive boyfriend I've ever seen, ever. He's dream man, aside from uh, the guy from Lamb. Charles is looking at me, like, very confused. That's what the silence for a second there was for. What's his name? Ingvar. Ingvar. Ingvar deserved better. Alrighty. Hannah he, likes Ingvar. I like Ingvar. This is I like Ingvar and Danny. Those are my horror movie husband choices. Welcome to the part of the podcast where Charles is confused and Hannah <laughs> talks about her husband. Where Charles's brain just goes, question mark, question mark, question mark. And my estrogen goes, I would carry their babies. <laughs> Charles is like, what? I'm when like, did we get onto that topic? But anyway, um... So she talks to Danny, and then she goes back to her apartment with Tara and Quinn, and surprise, surprise, killings are on the news, and guess who's dead? The It's Flash, and then it's, uh... Gregory. Gregory. And Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. <laughs> Please forgive me, Samara, if you ever hear this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love you so much, and I think you should be in every good horror movie. Okay, love you, bye. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You're not on the phone. <laughs> um, so they're like, so Sam's like, fuck it, we leave. We're bouncing right now. And Danny had followed her up the stairs, too, which... Because, like, they were yelling, you gotta get up here fast. So he followed her up the stairs. He's there, and it's so funny, because Chad goes, okay, goodbye, strange, new, mysterious guy. <laughs> we can't trust. Goodbye. And he, like, shoes him out the door and locks it behind him. Meanwhile, the sister and her best friend are like, oh, hey, cute guy. 
They they literally just call him cute guy, which I love. They don't, like, we don't know who he is, and but it, you know what? And no one does except Sam, but, like, the way chat's just like, okay, n- new weird guy that we can't trust, go shoot. away. <laughs> shoot. He, like, shoots him out, locks it, and then, like, Sam's like, we're bouncing, and t- Tara's like, we can't just up and leave, like, we don't know that this has anything to do with us, and they're like, ghost face masks, blah, 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 and Sam's like, we're fucking getting out of here. <laughs> Yeah, and then Tara's like, okay, let's have our roommate whose dad is a police officer call about this, because maybe he knows something. And he does. He finds Samantha's driver's license at the murder scene. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam! Yeah, so, obviously, we don't know who the killer is, but they had access to Samantha's driver's license. Yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna need you to come down to station, which, that isn't how he sounds, but that's what he says, and so they're like, okay... So Sam's gonna go alone, and Tara's like, um, no, I'm, I'm going coming with, with you. you. And she's like, oh, fine. Ha-diddle. But then again, it is a quote, so. Yeah. So, um, as they're going down the street, they get a phone call from Ghost a telemarketer. Face. Oh. <laughs> Wait. It would have been funnier if it was a telemarketer. <laughs> like, <laughs> just the pause, and they're like, who is this? Would you like a release on your loan today? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Radio silence for Scream 7. <laughs> Let me hear that. Your car warranty has expired. Bullshit. <laughs> Subvert expectations even more. Make the best joke in horror movie history. She thinks it's Ghostface. She picks up. Your car warranty has expired. <laughs> Would you like to talk to a spokesperson? Oh, that would be uh, so good. Anyway, it's not a car warranty person. It's Ghostface. And she's basically like, why are you doing this? Like, everyone who's ever tried this has been stabbed to death. Like, do you not understand? Kurt. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, I'm going to murder you bitches, but first I'm going to make you pay. And Tara's like, pay for what? Stupid. I didn't fucking kill Richie just to kill him. Like... He was trying to murder me, and then, like, all of a sudden, Ghostface pops out, and they run into this bodega, and they're like, someone called the police, and this idiot in the front of the line is like, hey, you couldn't lie. Yeah, he's like, these people, these two bitches are lying. He I just think, doesn't I think even. That's what he said. He's like, he's just mad because they're, they're like talking to the clerk, telling him to call nine one one. Because there's somebody after them. They're like, there's someone trying to kill us, and the guy's like, they're full of shit. I just want to pay for my beer. And then Ghostface comes in, and he's like, we got a problem, man. And then Ghostface just freaking stabs him. He stabs the fuck out of that guy, and I'm like, honestly, thank, thank God. And then the and then like I think Ghostface stabs like one more person. Yeah, too. someone tries to stop him, and like a good Samaritan guy, just citizen, tries to stop Ghostface. Ghostface stabs the fuck out of him. And, and then the clerk pulls out his freaking shotgun. Good for him. Freaking amazing. <laughs> he so he pulls out a shotgun, tries to shoot the Ghostface. Ghostface dodges him, and then he tells the girls he's like, "Go out the back." He he's like, "Go out the back." He's gonna cover them basically, and I'm like. What a great guy. I don't know him, but good for him. Sorry, that flapping sound was my dog shaking. Seriously, dog? Guys! Hakuna, your tatas. I'm gonna leave that one in. We've I've been pausing it and cutting it out, but I'm gonna leave that one in. <laughs> Hakuna, your tatas. Don't have a rack attack, dogs. <laughs> okay, so Bodega Guy does not make it. 
Unfortunately, he does not. <laughs> so sad. It's unfortunate because he's got a gun. Yeah, the girls are like, um, the back door's locked. He goes to give them the key, and then Ghostface is like, whoa, ha, stabity, stab, stab, and then gets the shotgun and blows the guy away, and you're like, and now Ghostface has the shotgun. And now Ghostface has the shotgun. And then they have to play this like game of trying to get away from Ghostface in between the aisles. Which, this is part of the trailer, but it is really tense still. It's and, very like, tense. And like, my brain is like, just fucking knock the aisle over onto him. Fuck him up. The whole time, I'm like, he's on the ground. Just start fucking curb stomping him. Like, what are you doing running away still? He's on the ground. Just beat his face in with your heel. <laughs> but no one ever does that, which is why I would make a good final girl, because... 100%. I told Hannah that if she was a final girl, she'd be Sydney Prescott. And I told him that that was literally the best compliment I've ever received in my life, because it is Neve Campbell. I just want you to know Sydney Prescott is my hero. Thank you very much for being her. I hope they pay you enough for you to be in the next one. I'm saying this as if you'll ever hear this, but if you do, just know Neve Campbell. Sydney Prescott's my hero. Pay her. Pay her. If you're hearing me, Radio Silence, and all the other fucking studios, Spyglass, Paramount, whatever, pay her. Pay her. Get her in the damn movie. Put her back in the movie and don't you fucking kill her or I'm going to be so sad. Anyway. Yeah. So they eventually do my idea where they knock an aisle over on a ghost face. He escapes out the back door. And then the cops are like, yeah, you're definitely coming out of the station. And so they're sitting there and the cop walks in and it's Quinn's dad, Detective Bailey. And he is like, uh... They handed me this case even though my daughter knows you guys. And, which is... I'm pretty sure that's pretty illegal. Yeah, fairly certain that's real sus. Yeah, like, I get that it's the New York Police Department, everybody's kind of sus of them, but that's even more sus. Sorry, I had to cut some stuff because of the dogs. Anyway, um, so that's yeah. pretty illegal, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, because, like, Dad's got a personal connection to the case, so it's like, you know, might cloud your judgment. But also, like, I, I get... That there's a killer and he's after your daughter's roommate or whatever, but at the same time, your daughter is a suspect, buddy. Yeah. You know, especially this is a ghost face killing, which as this universe, it would be known as like a ghost face killing. Everybody's a suspect. <laughs> Thank you. Randy, come back. Let us t tell it how it is. Everybody's a suspect. He's right. He anyway. is absolutely right. So he's like, yeah... There was a ghost face mask dropped at this killing, and it belonged to Richie. And then there was a ghost face mask that was dropped at this killing, and it belonged to Charlie, which is one of the killers from Scream 4. And so you're like, oh, what the heck? And as he's questioning them, they're like, hey, the FBI is here, and they're calling jurisdiction on this. And they're like, he's like, what? So they go out there, and it's fucking Kirby. She's at the FBI. It's Kirby, which if you're a Scream fan... Kirby's from Scream 4. She was the love interest for Charlie until he turned out to be a ghost face. So um, she is super awesome. She got very stabbed in that movie. And she fucking lived. And here she is in this movie. And I was like, she's the FBI agent? I was so happy for her. Good she's, for her. She's the one where she's like, I'm the law enforcement that you can trust. Yeah. And of course, Kirby's like, Kirby and Samantha know each other because they're like, gone through some of the same shit, blah, blah, blah. 
Anybody who's been attacked by Ghostface gets to be part of the Ghostface surviving family, which is cool. It's like Sydney and Dewey back when they were in the first couple of Scream movies. Super cute. Anyway, so Kirby's like, I'm going to help you guys any way I can. And uh, you're like, cool, cool, cool. And I feel better once Kirby arrives because I'm just saying, even in Scream 4, I mean, it's a little cheating because I knew Emma Roberts was the killer in Scream 4. I didn't know for a long time who the other killer was, but eventually I found out it's Kieran Culkin and that's Charlie and Wallace and, you know, the kid who wets the bed and home alone. But anyway. For those of you who don't know, Wallace is from Scott Pilgrim, oh, yeah, which Wallace. is our favorite Talking to you, Scott Pilgrim. He's famous and he talked to me. <laughs> I was joking when we were leaving and I was like, Sydney, it's Ghost's face. Fight. <laughs> if you're Scott and Pilgrim, friend, you get the reference. Anyway. Back uh, to Scream 6. Back to Scream 6. So you're getting these like Scream references, these Easter eggs, they call them. And then Mindy sets everybody's ass down, basically, except Danny, because... I think at this point we still don't know Danny's actually dating Samantha. So Mindy sits down, everyone who's in their circle that she knows of, which is this kid Ethan, which is um, Chad's roommate. Of course, it's Chad, it's Tara, it's Samantha, and then it's Annika, who is Mindy's girlfriend again. And Like, just so you remember. And then it's also um, Quinn, who is Tara and Samantha's roommate. So... There, she's like, this is not just a requel anymore, it's a franchise. And in franchises, everything gets kind of turned on its head. Everything you, you know of sequels, the opposite is true. Everything you think you know, opposite is true. It's going to subvert your expectations, blah, 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 blah. Which, thus far in the movie, they have done a great job of that. Yeah, which the fact that they, they specifically said, we're going to subvert your expectations, and they still did that. I thought that was pretty good. But they did it, and, like, I didn't even think they were going to do it. Like, that's the key, is, like, you can be like, we're going to subvert your expectations. But to actually set up expectations and, and then do subvert. something else in a way that makes sense and flows well, that's difficult. And I think they really accomplished that. And I was very, very glad, because I think Scream 2 did not accomplish that. And if you know anything about the Scream movies, Scream 2 was fraught with people just leaking uh, the script out, leaking out the story. So they kept having to switch who was the ghost faces in those movies, um, which is how you ended up getting Mrs. Loomis and Mickey, which everybody was like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. He was in like one frame before he was revealed to be the killer. And yep, you're right. But that's what you get for being a fucking bitch. Yeah. Don't leak stuff on the internet if you don't want things to not make sense in a movie. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Wes Craven, for teaching us that lesson. Also, sorry you had to go through that, Wes. That fucking sucks. Um, but anyway, um, back to what I was saying. Mindy's like, it's going to subvert your expectations. So then everybody's like, we got to have a sleepover because um, this shit's getting cray-cray. Yeah, and they actually, I think before this, they actually, when Sam and Tara are leaving the station, first of all, they're like, we need a GTFO. And then they're like, no, you're persons of interest in this case therefore you're not allowed to leave legally and kirby unfortunately is like sucks to suck yep they're right and then they leave and they run into gail weathers gail weathers yeah she wrote a story about their the killings that they went through 
and then she got famous off of that. And of course, they have a powwow. And then at first, she's like, uh, Gail comes up and she's asking them, like, "Are you? Are you guys? Uh, do you guys think that this is because of you guys? Like these killings are happening because you're here?" And so, like, they're leaving the police station. They're ignoring all of these reporters. And all of a sudden, Gail Weathers, like, steps out, and she's like, Gail Weathers, Channel 4 News. And, of course, that catches their attention. And then she's like, do you guys think that these ghost face killings are your fault because they're linked to you because you came here? And they're like, what the fuck? So Samantha tries to punch her, and she fucking dodges. And she's like, I've done this dance before. She dodges, like, fucking Mr. Fantastic, though. Like, she turns straight up into rubber and is like, whoop, to the side. You're like, what? And then she's like, I've done this dance before. And, and then, then Tara, Tara sucker punches her. That was the best. And she's like, leave us the fuck alone. And you're like, yeah, Tara. Yeah. Even though you're mad at your sister, you still take up for her. It's a good moment. Yeah. And it is kind of like Gail starting to go back to who she was where she's like, oh, I can write about this story and make money off of it. Gail, <laughs> like, Gail is a beloved Scream character but also a pain-in-the-ass scream character because she goes through the same character arc every fucking movie. It's like, I'm an asshole. No, I'm not an asshole. I've changed. Now I'm an asshole. She said, I'm the bitch that gets the story and makes money, and then it's like, maybe I should just help people survive, and then she's like, just kidding. I'm the bitch that gets the story and makes the money. And then at some point during their little powwow, Sam's like, what the hell would Dewey would... Uh, think of what you're doing which is she's like that's a low blow and i'm like that's kind of hurtful but also you're being a dick gail yeah and dewey would for sure not approve 100 percent, because she's right that might be a low blow but she's right dewey would be pissed dewey would be absolutely pissed anyway well i don't think he'd be pissed he would just be very disappointed i don't think dewey could ever be pissed at gail anyway um so Gail's like, I want to help catch this motherfucker, and they're like, maybe, but then you're going to still write a story about it yeah, and make and then money. Make, make money off of our mission. Oh, and Tara says something like, maybe, or maybe you're just afraid that if Ghostface disappears, so will you. And you're like, oh, Ooh. get wrecked. She punched you in the face, physically and metaphorically. <laughs> get it, Sarah. And then they're like, sleepover, uh, because safety in numbers, which is true, um, very, very true. 100%. So, during the sleepover, Sam's like, this is all my fault, blah, 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 and everybody's like, no one's mad at you. Like, yeah. we're all through this, to- we're all going through this together, and Chad says, we're the core four, and it's- they're like, bro, that is the lamest thing. <laughs> like, they're all like, that is so fucking lame, and then he gets them all to be like, core four, and I find <laughs> it's so stupid, but it is really good. Like, it's a really cute moment, and then as they're talking and getting dinner ready, Danny, who again lives in an apartment where he can see into their apartment, sees Quinn on the phone and ghost faces behind her. So Danny is like, holy titties, and he's like trying to flag them down and no one's paying attention to him. And then he tries to call them and for once, uh, Sam's like, oh, I'll call him back. Well, Sam was like, I'm dating the guy, I'm dating cute guy, like from across the way. Like his name's Danny and I'm fucking him or whatever, I'm dating him. And they're like, I knew it. And you're like, oh, that's so nice. And they're like super supportive. So then when he calls her, they're like, oh, it's your boyfriend. What are your intentions with my sister? Like, it's so funny. And she's like, I'll just call him back later. And you're like, this is the one time, dude, you should have picked up the fucking phone. So 
Like, you'll pick up for Ghostface, who's yeah. using your dead boyfriend that you stabbed to death's phone, but you won't pick up for Danny? Come yes. on, man. And anyway, so Danny's, like, freaking out. And they're thinking, because at the beginning of the movie, there's a scene where they're hearing noises from Quinn's room, and Sam kind of gets sketched, but then it's just Sam, or Quinn, fucking a guy. So they're like, oh, Quinn's gentleman caller, blah, 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 and her are getting it on. No, Quinn no, is being fucking murdered. It's like, literally an emergency. Dan texts a picture of what he's seeing to Sam so she understands what he's seeing. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so then they're like, the, the screaming and the yelling stops. And they're staring at Quinn's door. And the second it pops open, of course, Quinn's dead body flies forward. And then Ghostface is right there. And Chad and Tara get the fuck out of there so fast. <laughs> and I'm like, good for them. They just peaced out. Fuck this shit And I'm then out. Annika, Mindy, and Sam are still stuck in there with Ghostface. So they're trying to stay away from him. Annika gets in the way between Mindy and Ghostface and gets super stabbed in the stomach, which, like, Awful. props to Annika. Annika is actually a gem of a character. She literally dies for her girlfriend. Like, super dedication. She's there for the team. So sad that she she gets stabbed. I was like, the second she got stabbed, I was like, oh no! Like, it was so sweet of her. Like, she and got she's stabbed. she's bleeding. <laughs> like, she got stabbed and her girlfriend also got uh, nicked in the arm yeah, pretty badly with a knife. Mindy, like, she got cut, but she didn't get stabbed, stabbed. It's not, like, life-threatening. Yeah, like, you can tell... But it tell, still freaking hurts. Well, you can tell, like, Annika's is life-threatening. Like, she yeah. straight up got stabbed in the gullet. Like, right in the gut. And the entire time, she's like, oh, you're losing a lot of blood. Yeah, can you say something more encouraging, please? <laughs> so good. And so they get themselves locked in the bedroom, and... <laughs> It's so then funny, because they, they lock themselves in the bedroom, and then Sam's like, the bathroom door, so Mindy goes to lock the bathroom door, looks in the shower, and sees the dead gentleman caller, and goes, oh, that guy is so fucking dead. <laughs> Seriously, and like, it's so good, because like he's his like... his body's chopped up he, he's, Yeah, he's, he's chopped up, and he's like, like, all cockeyed in the tub, chopped up, and she goes, oh, he's so fucking dead. <laughs> She didn't even know him. She's that guy's so fucking dead. And then she goes to close the door and Ghostface is there. So then they have to retreat and they're stuck in the one bedroom. And Danny, the fucking man, is like, he gets a telescoping ladder. And he puts it across so it reaches both of their windows. And you're like, that is the scariest shit. Because they're like three stories or four stories up. Yeah, it's it's a long fall if any, if any of them either screws up or if Ghostface like, comes in. Like, if you sneeze, you're going to yeah. die. If you you will lose your footing on that If you ladder. so much as fart in their general direction, you're fucking dead. Yeah. And Danny is like, you can do it, Sam. I got you. I'm not going to let you fall. And you're like... I just want to be able to trust Danny. Like, I, like that's the moment where I was like, I want him to be a good guy because I want to be able to trust him. Because he literally comes through like a fucking badass. Like, he gets that. He had already, like, he was like, she was like, I'm not going to make it over there. And he's like, I got a plan. And he gets the telescoping letter out. And she's like, this is a bad idea. And he's like, you got a better one? And she's like, 
nope. So then he's like, come over here. I got you. I'm not going to let you fall. And he, like, pulls her into the apartment and saves her ass. And then Mindy's like, Annika, you go. And Annika's like, no, you go. I'll be right behind you. Which, of course, bad thing to say all the time. Well, I'll be right back. I'll be right behind you, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and you can tell, like, Annika is losing a shitload of blood. Like, she's sweating. She looks like hell. She's She's turning pale. Yeah, like... Even if she had made it across, well, spoiler, I guess, but we're already in spoiler section. Yeah. If she had made it across the ladder, I don't think she would have made it. No. Because she literally is losing so much blood. Yeah. So she knows this. 100% she, marked for death. Yeah. She tells Mindy to go ahead. Mindy does. And then as Annika's crawling over, uh, Ghostface breaks in and he sets his knife down and starts, he grabs the ladder and just starts fucking shaking it. And I was like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> I would have pissed my pants seriously there's I were sev- she's several stories up she's like trying to walk across this already precarious ladder and this killer is just shaking the ladder as much as he can and he's like going ham on that shit like he's got both hands on both sides and he's lifting and pulling from side to side like it's a fucking roller coaster and like sam reaches out to try and grab her hand and she's she, she can't do it. Her hand's covered in blood, and she slips through and hits her head on the dumpster, and mm. it just smashes her face in. It's freaking brutal. It's gnarly, and they show you her head and everything, so yeah. you know she's dead. It's like it's like she got she got her face like caught on the corner. It's like you can see the imprint. And it's just it's horrible. It's fucking gory. Does not make you feel good. So of course Mindy's crying. Everyone's crying. Everyone's upset. Ghostface disappears. Danny saved the day for almost everybody. He did his bestest. He gets 10 stars for the moment. And then... If it weren't for him, more people would have been dead. Yeah. And then Detective Bailey, who is Quinn's dad, shows up. And he's, like, crying, of course. Because Quinn got super massacred. uh, Super massacre black hole. And... Super massacre black hole. And he's like... Super massacre black hole. Super massacre black hole. no so he's like now all my kids are dead basically and sam and tara like we know how you feel like our families are dead basically and then ethan shows up chad's roommate and chad is like where the fuck were you and he's like i had an econ class blah 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 and he's like He's like, uh Like, are, none of them trust him. Like, you are the most sus right now. They literally you disappeared him, while we were getting stabbed. They make him tag along to everything after that because they're like, we you're sus. Trust you. We don't trust you. So Kirby shows up and Gail shows up. And Gail is like, I did some investigative research. Investigation. So she does, she does some investigative journalisms. And uh, she's like, hey, the two ghost faces that got ghost fasted, they had this place rented out. I'll show it to you. And it's basically a shrine for the stab movies. It It's insane. Like, there's a huge collection from all the stab movies as well as the original killers. The actual, like, crime scenes. Like, the evidence, the knives, the masks, the robes, everything. Like, they're like... It looks like a mannequin of cults. Yeah, it really does. They're like, what, how the fuck did this stuff get here? And Gail's like, well, I mean, some cops are in it for the money. And she's like, except Kirby, of course. And Kirby, like, does a little curtsy. And I'm like, yeah, Kirby's the man. I said mannequin of cults, didn't I? You did. I said cult. I meant to say cult of mannequins. A mannequin of cults, guys. <laughs> mannequin of cults. I'm glad we didn't stop or cut that. <laughs> I was just like, whatever. He probably knows what he's talking about. <laughs> 
Like what I, I mean, said, Ghostface did. <laughs> Anyhow. This is how you know we're related. So then, um, Sam and Tara get into a tiff again, because Tara's like, I don't want to be part of this legacy. And Sam's like, yeah, just because of me. And Tara's like, blah, blah, blah. And goes off into a different theater, because this is an old theater where all this shit is. And Kirby's like, I got it. So she goes to talk to Tara. And then... It is worth noting that in, to get into this theater, you have to like have like a car key to unlock like these metal bars. There's like three fucking doors to get into this place that you have to have this card key for. Yeah, if you don't have the card key for this place, you're pretty much screwed. So, um, Re- Kirby goes talks to Tara, and then Gail talks to Sam, and they have heart to hearts, and everything feels better. And Kirby is still the man. Gail is still the man. And then they're like, we have. We have a plan. I have a plan. And the plan is basically Scream 2, uh, where you go out into the open in a park in the middle of the day, and you wait for Ghostface to call you, and when he does, we trace the call, which did not work in Scream 2. Randy it's- got fucking pulled into a van and got moited, which the Meek siblings definitely point out to Kirby, and Kirby says, I can trace a call in 15 seconds. Because last time that happened, that took forever to do yeah which was back in 97 that they tried this but anyway so kirby's like i can trace a call in 15 seconds and you're like yeah you go kirby so ghostface calls sam and is like talking shit of course and then they find the location is literally gail's apartment building so you're like fuck He's in Gail's apartment. It's across town. Gail, yeah. Look at this. So Tara gets in Detective Bailey's police car. Because they took him off the case. But she steals his police car. She gets in the police car. And then Sam gets into, And they roll the windows up and lock the doors so Detective Bailey can't get in the car. And Tara goes, Sam goes, can we please use the police lights? And Tara goes, you think we're going to steal a police car and not use the lights and the siren? And I was like, yeah, Tara. 100%. Yeah, so they go. Besides, you need to get there as soon as you can because it is an emergency. So get those police lights. Police. Police. The police lights. The police. The elite police? Anyway. Uh, get those police lights going. So then they're on their way, and as they're on their way, um, Gail gets a phone call, and her boyfriend answers it. And he's like, oh, Gail, it's for you. And she's like, ask who it is. And he goes, it says, they say they're the killer. So then Gail's like, hand me the phone. And she's like, go call the police, and it's Ghostface. And Ghostface is fucking around with her, of course, and then he shows up into the apartment. He kills the boyfriend, chases her for a while. It's a good chase sequence. And then Gail goes to her bedroom, locks the door, gets her gun out, and just starts shooting through the fucking door like a badass. And then Ghostface calls her again and is like, are you sure I wasn't wearing a bulletproof vest? And she's like, no, that's why I'm going to shoot you in the fucking head. And then she goes out there and she can't find him. And, and then some- they're talking on the phone and Gail eventually goes, can you hold for a minute? And he goes, what? <laughs> and she puts him on hold. And then she calls him and then his phone rings. And then, and she, then she, just, she turns around and shoots where the phone is coming from. She just whips around and starts shooting that closet up. Which the funniest thing, too, is when she's like, can you can you hold for a second? And he's like, what? what? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, wait, what? 
<laughs> so like, good. I was not expecting this. It's like when Sydney hangs up on him in the last one. It's like, so good. I'm fucking done with this. And, like, people being done with talking to Ghostface on the phone is not gonna get old for me. I love it. I love when people, <laughs> like, when Gail and Sydney are just fucking fed up with Ghostface on the phone. I love that shit. So, she starts... Like, they get into a scuffle, she loses her gun, Ghostface does a stabby McStab, and then Tara and Sam show up and try to shoot him, they miss, he runs away, he gets away, they're like, Gail's more important, so they're trying to stop the bleeding, EMT shows up and stops the bleeding, and they take her to the hospital, and you're like, or they're about to take her to the hospital, and you're like, she's fucking dead. Like, oh my gosh. And I was so mad. I was like, I can't believe they would kill two legacy characters in a row. Back to back. In two different movies. I was going to be so mad. but the, And Gail's not even, like, my favorite character. It's Sydney and then Dewey, and then Gail. But because she's a legacy character, it's like, everyone is obligated to care because it's, like, Dewey's love interest. Yeah, like, that's Dewey's girl. You can't just kill Dewey's girl. That's his wifey poo, even though they got I divorced. Dewey's girl. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> so they're like, her pulse is weak. Let's get her to the hospital. And you're like, oh, thank God. So they they rush her off to the hospital. And then, um... What happens after that? Okay, so they rush into the hospital. Um, I think this is where they come up with a different plan. Oh, they they, have a plan. (laughs) Yeah, they're just coming up with all kinds of plans. They have all the plans. It's like Scooby-Doo, but shit. (laughs) Yeah. I got a freaking plan. Yeah, and it's it's basically to split up. Actually, the plan is to not split up, but then it ends up happening. Because they're like, let's use the theater as a trap. Yeah. And Detective Bailey's like, I'm all for it. And he's, and then he's like, I'll tell Kirby. Kirby's like, hell yeah, let's go. And then they're like, he's like, travel publicly so that, you know, you're very safe, which is a fucking trap. I'm like, that's a bad idea. You should travel by taxi. Yeah, it's always a trap. Which I get that in a Scream movie that didn't work out, you know, but like. But also like, you know, they also went by the subway train, which it's crowded down there. It's crowded as fuck in the subway in New York at like prime time on like, I don't know, I guess it's like a Friday night or it's the night of Halloween or something. So I'm like, of course it's going to be crowded. Everybody's wearing fucking masks. Don't do that. Yeah, it's a dumb idea. And they mentioned already that like the sale of ghost face masks have gone through the roof since the first killing a day ago literally the literally the spokesperson was like i found mine did you get yours like it's just a terrible fucking idea it all the way ter- around it's a terrible idea all the way around like six ways from sunday so they're all trying to get on the subway to get to uh the theater with all the ghost face stuff and they get separated and the way they get separated is it's danny sam tara and chad and then Mindy and Ethan by themselves. And when Mindy figures out that it's just her and Ethan, she does not trust Ethan. So yeah. she's like, you stay the fuck away from me, ghost face. Which is super fucking funny. Like, the way she's like, she literally goes, like, two platforms down and is like, or she literally goes, like, two sections down and, like, motions him away. Like, she's like, go the fuck away. And you're like, yeah, get out of here. What the hell? It's so funny. So then she texts them, lets them know, like, I'm on a different train, blah, blah, blah. And these are the sequences, too, that are in the trailer, one of the trailers. And it is tense. Because, like, because you, like, you don't really know which ghost face is the ghost face. Because there are several people, of course, wearing ghost face masks. There's so many people wearing ghost face so masks. So many people. But it's... there's also, it's not like a sea of ghost face that, like, 
There are several people wearing ghost face masks. Yeah, that's the thing I like. Is like it's not like everybody's wearing ghost face masks. Like, it's you not see... like the movie theater theme in Scream Two, where everyone is wearing a ghost face mask <laughs> and having has like either a toy prop knife, which which has like fake blood on it and stuff. So it's like it's not one of those sequences it's like there's some people wearing it though yeah like there's like werewolves and freddy krueger and jason and michael, michael myers, myers and just which, random shit in there one thing i forgot to note about the cold open i noticed that one of the college students is named jason the guy the guy named the guy who plays flash his name is jason in real life no like in the movie oh okay okay yeah. i was like what because in my brain he's just flash <laughs> Sorry, sorry, we don't know your name, dude. <laughs> sorry, man, your name's just Flash Forever. I'm so sorry. Anyway. But yeah, I just thought that was a fun reference to Friday the 13th, that his name is Jason. Yeah, and that's one cool thing. It's like horror movie franchises will reference each other. So um, they, like the four of them, see all these ghost face masks, and they're like... Super sus. And of course there's a fake out with one. And the fake out is so good, because this ghost face is staring... In Samantha's direction, she notices him, and then it's, like, a few stops later that he finally, like, moves, and he's coming right towards her, and Danny steps right in front of her, like, to protect her, and I was like, I just want to trust him again, like, I just, it just hit me again, I was like, I just want him to be good. And then the ghost face just skirts right off, off the platform. He literally is like, hard, hard right, gets off, and everybody's like, <sighs> and then you're like, okay, so they got the fake outs, and then you know Mindy and Ethan are in the screwed train car. Like, you know yeah. that one of them is going to get fucked over. And Mindy gets pushed to the back of the train car, basically, and Ghostface covers her mouth and stabs her in the train car with a ton of people around because the people next to her are sleeping like, or they're, they're not like paying attention. So he just stabs her quietly and leaves. And then Ethan notices her and then drags her off and is like, he's like, somebody call 911. And Mindy's there holding her guts in and she's like, <laughs> she's like, damn, that's far wrong again. Fuck this franchise. <laughs> And you're like, that's the best line. So, like, just the best if you've been stabbed in your Mindy. Like, it's a great line. So then the other ones show up at the movie theater and Kirby's outside and Sam's like, Danny, I don't want you going in there. You're not Westboro. Like, you're an outsider kind of a thing. Which they yeah, had done which... the core four thing before and Danny went to go, like, put his hand in and Chad was like... No, it's not. It's not for you. This is an us thing. (laughs) And he's like, oh, okay. And he tries not to have his feelings hurt. (laughs) Danny's constantly trying not to have his feelings hurt, and I love him for it. And he just tries to accept it. I just love Danny. He's just being, he's trying to be supportive, despite the fact that they do not trust him. Yeah. Because that's that's pretty much the reason why they say, Danny, you're not allowed to come in, because they do not trust him. And, like, it makes sense from a yeah. Scream standpoint. Like, you don't trust the love interest. Yeah, you don't ever trust the love interest. So he's like, I'll wait out here, stay safe. And you're like, oh, Danny, hopefully you're not actually one of the ghost faces. Because at this point, I still don't know. Like, yeah, I have... Neither I, of us have... Neither at, of us know. At this point, I suspect Ethan. Yeah, Ethan 100% sus. He's sus, even though he was there. Because in Scream... The only scream that's ever had one killer is Scream 3. The rest all, all have two. There's really, there's always more than one killer. And in the first one, the first killer fake stabbed the second killer. So it's like, 
you really don't know if you can trust the person running away from Ghostface with you. Yeah, like, you have no idea who it is. So, like, I'm like, Ethan's still on the table. And Mindy's not, because she's for sure he's been stabbed. You know, anyone who's for sure he's been stabbed, off the table. Off the table. But, like, that's the only hard and fast rule. And you have to, like, see their guts, basically. Yeah. In order for that to stay true. And then the other rule is, like, you don't trust the love interests. And you always know, except in the third one, there's usually more than, there's usually more than one killer. Yeah. And since this is a new, new scream. A new, new. Which is another reference. Shout out to Charlie. Anyway, a new, new scream. I'm like, so there's always been at least two, but, but I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't close the door on three killers. You know, I'm like, maybe there's more than two. Maybe there's three. Maybe there's four. Maybe there's 10. I have no idea. I mean, there were two in the beginning, but then they got, those ghost faces got ghost faced No, they didn't. They got moited by Sydney. No, in the beginning of the movie. Oh, true. Yeah, right. So already we have at least So already we have at least four killers. Four ghost faces in this movie. So I'm like, maybe there's more. I don't know. I'm not gonna rule it out. And just because there's one ghost face in one sequence doesn't mean there aren't any others. Doesn't mean there aren't two in that sequence and one is not currently a ghost face. So Ethan was still on the table for me. However, I was like, the core four have to be safe. Like, there's yeah. no way it's one of them. I th- yeah, the, the movie pretty much establishes core four completely safe. They're not suspects. And I 100% trust Kirby. Even in the fourth stream, I trust Kirby. Like, I'm like, there's no way Kirby's a killer. There's just not. So, they get to the theater... She kicks Danny out, and Kirby's like, good choice. They go into the theater, and Kirby is like, so basically this is the only entrance into the theater. They're going to have to come through this cage door, and I've locked it on this side. So once they come in, whoever the ghost face is, they're going to be trapped here in this thing, and we can just shoot the fuck out of them. And she's like, I'm the only one with a gun, and it's going to stay that way because I'm the only law enforcement officer. Which the fact that Kirby's like, I'm a law enforcement officer, so I have the gun, but also we're going to fucking execute this guy. (laughs) You're like... Uh, Kirby, I don't think you're thinking like yeah, here. If, if the goal is to execute the ghost faces, how about give everyone a gun? Like, honestly. And yeah, that's... that's... Like, it's not even like, you know, it's not even like, uh, like, I'm a law enforcement officer. It's like, oh, are you old enough to get, like, a permit for, like, open carry? Cool, let's go and get you a gun. But, like, if you're the law enforcement officer, I get that you would be like, we gotta do this by the book. But you're also just gonna shoot a guy, which is not by the book. Like, 100%, if you're a law enforcement officer and you want to go out and hurt someone or kill someone, you should not be a law enforcement officer. Yeah. But also, like, if you're not gonna do things by the book, just go ham with it. (laughs) Give everyone a gun. Just be like, I stole all these machine guns from evidence or i borrowed them from evidence um but anyway well and gail mentions earlier that some of the stuff that is in this like shrine to Ghostface, she's like some of this is from evidence yeah it's a hundred percent from evidence and sam had like a talk with billy her dad through the glass of his personal shrine um and she's like she's like uh not again kind of a thing because oh even though I'm she's on meds voice. she's still talking to her dad and her dad's like stabby stab stab but anyway um 
So she's walking through this alone. Kirby goes off to do something. Tara and Chad go off to uh, do something and end up doing like, a kissing. Like in the lobby, I guess, of this place? Of this old movie theater, which I support. Good job. I'm glad they finally kissed. Like, there's a scene where Mindy's like, oh, just make out already. This... And Chad's like, that's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, true, though. Just make out already. But anyway, so... Uh, they go off to do their own things, and while Sam is, like, walking towards Billy's shrine, she talks to her dad again, and her dad's basically like, you know you need a weapon. Yeah. Like, this is, some shit's not right. Like, you need to have a way to defend yourself. Pick up a weapon. So she takes his knife, and he's like, good choice. And then she gets a phone call, and the phone call is from Officer Bailey, or Detective Bailey, and he's like, so, I called the Atlanta FBI office, and Kirby has been put on leave because her health has, or her mental state has been deteriorating since the last Ghostface incident, but especially the last two months. She's the Ghostface. Get the fuck out of there. And then she gets attacked by a Ghostface. So, she's like, must be Kirby. So, she uh, runs off, and then at the same time, Chad and Tara get attacked by a Ghostface, and they stab Tara in the back, and then Chad and Tara are wrestling with this ghost face, and then they have like this little chase scene. Like I think they go upstairs, and then they come back downstairs, and then when they're back downstairs, one um, of the one of the ghost face like gets knocked down onto the floor by Chad, and Chad's like, "Go, I'll I'll take care of this." And then Chad's a total Chad again, and he's like, "Go, I got this." And he grabs, like, I think one of these, like, little mini, like, gumball dispensers. <laughs> yeah. And he's about to, like, bash this Beat the ghost fuck head. fuck out of this ghost, this ghost face with a gumball dispenser. And then ghost face, like, gets up and just stabs him. No, it's quick. ghost face number two that comes by and stabs him. Okay. And then he drops the thing and is like, oh, shit. And then Tara and Sam are also like, oh, shit. And then the ghost faces they just, just like Chad. Start... They're just laying into him. They're just stabbing the fuck out of Chad. And Chad's, like, bleeding out the mouth. And he's like, go. And you're like, and Tara's screaming. And Sam's trying to drag her away. And you're like, and also Terry you're only five foot one like you're not yeah. gonna fight these two ghost faces I'm so sorry Jenna Ortega but you're only five foot one you cannot fight two ghost faces on your own when Chad couldn't even do it and Chad is just getting ripped into like these ghost faces are trying to like fucking carve a pumpkin and they can't figure it out because they're three <laughs> and he is just having his guts slaughtered and you're literally, like he's so fucking dead Literally, he's been stabbed, like, in the double digits. Like They're literally... They're just laying into this You know guy. that scene in Fellowship of the Ring when, the like, the ring race come in and they're just stabbing the fuck out of out those of beds? beds? That's yes. literally what's happening to Chad. Except, like, it's, like, two ring wraiths stabbing one bed. And also, and also they're actually stabbing the hobbits. So Chad is just getting the hell out of him. Stabbed out of him. And then Tara and Sam are, like... They flee back upstairs. And Kirby is like, I must Kirby shows up. Kirby shows up. She's got, like, blood on her head. She's like, which, to be fair, the ghost faces have been hit in the head several times already. Yeah. So So she she shows shows up up with a head injury. So she already does look very suspicious. And she says, one of them must have knocked me out, blah, 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 blah. And, uh... 
she's got her gun, and then Officer Detective Bailey shows up. He's got his gun on her, and they've got their guns on each other, and the ghost face is coming up to find Detective Bailey. And, then, and she, Kirby tries to warn him, and then he shoots Kirby, and then the ghost face puts the knife down, and you're like, oh, oh shit. shit. We're getting the killer reveal. Yeah, it's the freaking police officer. So it's fucking, this is what happens. And this shit blew my mind, because I had my one suspect... Glad to say I was right. So one of the ghost face takes off the mask and it's Ethan. It's and I'm like, cool, nailed 100%, it. 100%. Everyone is suspicious of him. Mindy got it right. Mindy got it right. And then it's also Officer Bailey. But then there's one suspect. And this one blows my fucking mind. This, this one, is what I was hoping. Okay, this, this is my... This one came out of left hang field on. and just hit us. Yeah, time out though. This is my fantasy, is that, so the way they've been doing things is they've been leaving these scream killer masks at all of the scream scenes, and they're like, they're going through them, going, counting down from five to one, and the, of course, number one is Billy Loomis, but I was hoping so much, hoping against all hope, I'm like, this is irrational of me, but I wanted the killer to be Stu again, like, I wanted them to be like, we're counting down to one, and then it was going to be... This is what I wanted. Because the thing is, like, earlier in the movie, Mindy and Kirby are having a talk, and they're like, that's the TV that killed Sue. If you believe if you believe the official story, some people say that he survived. Yeah. Well, they're like, if you believe that. And I don't want to believe that. Like, everyone has talked about this online and stuff on Twitter and shit. Is Stu could have survived that. So I was hoping against all hope. That one of the killers was Stu, and that Stu had somehow convinced these other two to help him, and he wanted Billy Loomis's daughter to take Billy's place because it's his daughter. Blah blah blah. He wants to teach which, his daughter the ways. Blah blah blah. That which, would have been so fucking cool. But this also turned out really good because yeah. the the third ghost face or the second ghost face takes off the mask, and it's, and it's fucking, fucking Quinn. Quinn, the girl who died supposedly earlier and you're like and had her body thrown at annika and you're literally like what we saw her dead what the hell and then detective bailey is like these are my two kids and you killed my third one and she's like fucking richie and he's like yeah that's my son this is his movie theater and you're like oh what? and all the pieces actually click together into place because the only way to get all these pieces of evidence is for someone to be in law enforcement and have and access to freaking, the evidence room and it's freaking officer bailey and it is so cool because like unlike in scream 2 all these pieces click together they fit well enough that you're like yes this makes sense and i was okay with it like I didn't think the the second, like, ghost face that was standing there was Stu because of how short they were. I just didn't know who the fuck they were. I was like, okay, obviously it's not Stu. Secretly Tara. <laughs> Matthew Lillard's pretty tall, and this person looks about as tall as Officer Bailey, a couple inches shorter. Pretty sure Matthew Lillard would be taller than that, which is the guy who plays Stu Mocker. So when, they, um, when they're standing there, I'm like, it's not Stu. So who the fuck is it? And then it's Quinn. And I was like, mind blown. We saw that mind bitch die. Blown. And Officer Bailey was like, Detective Bailey was like, yeah, I was the first one on the scene. So I just switched out the bodies, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, oh shit. shit. And then things start making sense. And you're like, holy titties. And then they're like, so Sam's like, well, what the, what is, what the fuck? And he's like, you killed Richie. So we're gonna kill you and your sister, 
and then you're gonna put on Billy Loomis's mask and we're gonna kill you and then it's we're gonna make it look like you did all this and of course her and Tara are like fuck that that sucks so then they get into a scuffle and there's this big fight and like people begin stabbed and then like they go upstairs they climb that ladder and they go upstairs Kirby comes back and does a little helping and gets stabbed again and then they go back upstairs and like uh Tara almost gets knocked off the balcony and then she's like let me go and Sam's like Gives her the knife, lets her go. And Ethan's, like, underneath Tara, trying to, like, take some swipes at her. And then the thing Tara is, like... Tara lands on him. And But before she does, uh, uh, Sam sees that uh, Quinn is coming after her. So Quinn... So... Not Quinn. So Sam quickly grabs the knife that she got from Billy Loomis's uh, case and gives it to Tara and lets go. And then Tara falls on top of Ethan... And then, right. so, it's Tara versus Ethan, Sam versus Quinn. And Sam has a gun, so there's no fucking way Quinn's gonna win. But, like... Don't bring a knife to t- a gunfight. Exactly. It so It doesn't matter if you're ghost face. just don't bring a knife to a gunfight. So, when Tara falls on Ethan, Ethan stabs her, but then Tara stabs him in the fucking throat. It's and not, insane. like, exterior not, throat. She like goes through his mouth. mouth and twists, and you're like... Oh shit! So then, uh, he falls over, and Sam and Quinn are upstairs, and Sam's kind of like, "Wow, sucks to suck," kind of a thing. And Quinn goes to attack her; she shoots her in the head. And then, once, yeah, and when she falls over, Officer Bailey's standing right there, and he's like, you know, shell shocked. And Sam says something snarky to him, but I would have gone level 15 if I were Sam. Wow, you're a lousy dad, a lousy police officer, and a lousy killer. What else are you not good at? (laughs) Exactly, because she says something to him, and I was like, you should just... And it was like, it was a low blow, but it was only like a level two. And I'm like, you should have hit him with all the power. You're a shitty dad, a shitty cop, and a shitty killer. You've lost three of your kids. Now what are you going to lose? You know? And then just shot him in the head. But she goes to shoot him in the head and she's out of bullets. Of course. So then he runs at her like an idiot and then they both fall over. And the thing is, he has a loaded gun. He has a loaded gun. He doesn't, he doesn't like straight up shoot her like in a rage. He like charges at her. So then they fall over. He hits a display. She doesn't. She somehow gets up. He gets up a little bit later. She does the ghost face. And she does the ghost face. She the calls him. The ghost face disappears. Yeah. She calls him, and it's the ghost face voice. And the ghost face is like, I have a question for you, Detective Bailey. What's your favorite scary movie? The and he's like, callback. are you fucking serious? <laughs> so then he goes into the, to the, like, the stage where the screen is. And behind there is where all the ghost faces are. So he's back there, and he's shooting all the fake ghost faces in the head. The mannequins, Charles's mannequin cult in the head. R.I.P. to Charles's mannequin cult. He's shooting them in the head because he's seeing shadows move and the ghost face is talking to him. And he's like, just show yourself. And then fucking Sarah or Sam appears behind him in Billy's getup and just 
stabs the shit out of him, like just like boom, 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 like, boom, 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 like boom, boom. Not even just like in the chest, but like straight up his arm, like every. She is like methodically stabbing him. It is insanity. It is crazy. It is so good. So he's standing there and he's like trying to hold some wound by his neck. Like and he's, he's clearly alive, but trying not to die. And he said something to her, like, I knew you were a killer. And she takes off her mask and she's like, I'm better than my dad. My dad was a killer, but I'm better than him. But and, you also fucked with our family. And Tara shows up and she gives her a look and she's like, so I'm not going to kill you. And then Tara gives her another look and she goes, but you did fuck with our family. And so then she, she stabs him in the eye. She stabs him through the eye and like twists into his brains and he's like, and falls over. And you're like, fuck yeah. And then they walk out from behind the screen and Richie had made, like, a fan-made Scream movie. And then you can see the credits written and directed by Richie Kirsch. It's so funny. And then they sit on the stage, and they're just sitting there. And, like, Red Right Hand is playing in the background, which is great callback. And they're sitting there, and they're like, oh, fuck. And then the police, you can hear sirens, and the police bust through the gate, and they come in, and Danny comes in with them, and Danny's like, I figured you could use some backup. And you're like, Danny... Love you, you fucking beautiful man. And thankfully, Kirby is alive, by the way. Kirby lives, and they go outside, and uh, Tara starts crying, and she's like, Chad, you know? And you're like, yeah, man. And then they're like, we've got another one, and you're like, what? (laughs) And then it's Chad, and then we also find out Gail Weathers actually survived her brush with death. So then you have... Gail, and Mindy, and fucking Kirby, and Chad. The Chad. All survive. And of course, Chad's coming out, he's got, like, the oxygen mask on, he's, like, covered in, you know, gauze and stuff, and Tara takes his oxygen mask off, starts kissing him, and then she puts it back, she's like, you probably need that, and he's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. But, like, Kirby is like, if you ever need anything, call because we're family now. We're part of the same fucked up family. <laughs> and you're like, hell yeah. So then uh, the movie ends there with on like a good note. Because like Sam has Billy Loomis's mask still. And you can tell it's calling to her. And she just drops it and follows Tara to the hospital. And you're like... Good way, good way to end a movie. It was so good. I would say overall, just like a this, really good movie. This was a good movie. I'd say 8 out of 10. I would say 10 out of 10 for me. Just because I like the story. I like the characters. I like their banter. I like their relationships. I like the complexity of each character. Like, Sam enjoys stabbing people to death. But yeah. she just, she doesn't, she doesn't like, go out and just to. do it, you know? Yeah. She, she like, she like enjoys it, but also at the same time, she's like, I don't like the fact that I enjoy this. She doesn't want to be a monster, but she's like, also, when you try to kill me, it gives me a great excuse to fucking kill you. <laughs> and you're like, true, Sam. You gotta channel that energy in the right way. Just be like, you're a killer. And my my dad's a killer. So you know what? Stabby stab. But I, only because you're attacking me. I so stab, also, stabby stab. I also love when like this, the ghost face calls them and they're like, yeah, the last people who did this were fucking dead. <laughs> so you're like, oh shit. Like they get, they go there. Like Gail's like, it's never worked out for the guys who tried this before, idiot. And you're like, fuck yeah, Gail. I'm Literally, glad. you're like the 10th guy that did this to me. The other nine guys are dead. They, like, I love 
I love the characters. I love the story. I love the banter. I love the way this subverted my expectations. So if you've seen Scream 2, like, you expect the good guy boyfriend in Scream 2 to die at the end. To die or uh, or to be, in general, just untrustworthy, I guess. He's The boyfriends in Scream are either untrustworthy or they fucking die. And... That didn't happen here. I was so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, because I didn't want Danny or Chad to die. None of the love interests are suspicious, actually. Yeah, like, I didn't suspect Danny at all. And I didn't suspect Chad, of course, because he's part of the core four. But then, like, I was like, oh my god, they really did kill the, the, like, good, trustworthy boyfriend who's, like, trying to be the man. You're like... He's being the Chad. Yeah, and then he lived at the end, and I was so happy. Spoiler alert, Chad lives at the end. Spoiler alert. Yeah, instead of John dies at the end, yeah. it's Chad lives at the end. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was a really good movie. Very entertaining, very tense. There were some really cool kills, some really cool moments. The stabbing is always intense in this one. It is insane. Like, and there's I... never just, like, eek. It's like... Boom, 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 boom. Or it's like somewhere insane. Like the doctor dies and they stab him through the nose. Oh, yeah. That's another kill that we forgot to talk about. At some point, uh, the therapist that tried to accuse Sam of threatening her uh, gets stabbed straight through the nose through his freaking door. Yeah. I mean, it's okay we missed it because it's not the kill count. This is just a review. But that was a really cool kill. Yeah, we're we're not dead meat. Yes. Although... That would be an honor. But anyway, um, it was just a good movie. All around, like, really good cast, really good at subverting expectations. 100%. Like, the entire time you're trying to figure out who's the killer, and it's just a really tough time because the directors, like, they know that you're trying to figure out who the killer is, and they know what methods you're going to use to try and come to that conclusion, and they will fuck with your expectations and i knew there was at least two because there was some scene where i'm like there has to be two killers because the timing is too tight or something yeah i forget what it was like the one where they're like stuck in the bedroom like the one was still like beating on the front door and then like he stops and then like immediately afterwards like the ghost face is at the back door in the bathroom no, no, no. That him. wasn't one that was suspicious. It was something completely different. Okay. Well, that but was, I was that like, sus to me because I was like, there's two killers. I was like, there definitely has to be two because of this moment. But, like, I just like it because, like, they have strong motive. Like, even if they didn't think Richie was framed or whatever. Like, and I don't think they do. Like, they know Richie no. was a psychopath. They're just like, you killed our our brother you killed my son like you fucked with our family so yeah i'm gonna fuck with you so that's and a strong motive like i i get that and i support it and ironically and that it, motive got turned around on them and that's why they're dead well and i think too it's like reminiscent of scream 2 because mrs loomis is one of the killers in scream yeah. 2 so i'm like it really did take that and subvert it and do it different but then at the same time it's a strong motive and then them being the killers does make sense like time-wise like a lot of people complained about Scream 3 and Roman being the killer because they're like, he doesn't have enough time to go from point A to point B or do this and then also do this right after. And I get that, but, like, this doesn't have any of that. No. It, there's there's 100%, like, there's there's continuity that you can track. Yeah, it's good continuity and it's good motive and it's just a great movie. 10 out of 10 for all the... For keeping the continuity. Yeah. And I think it's an excellent addition to the Scream franchise. 100%.
Like, it's it's a fun it's a fun movie. Like, I saw this completely blind. I didn't even see any of the trailers where they were like in the freaking subway, as you mentioned. I was just like, oh, Scream Six. Hannah wants me to go see with her. Fuck yeah, I'm in. I don't know. I'm not seeing anything about this, so I'll just wait till I'm there. Just be completely surprised. Yeah, and it was it was good. Like I said, a great addition to the Scream franchise. I think the last one was also another good addition. Like. I think this is probably, I think it's just, it's the best requel, I think. Because, like, Halloween 2018 was great, and then Halloween Kills was okay. And I liked Halloween Ends a lot. I didn't see Halloween Kills or Halloween Ends, but I did see the 2018 one with you, I think. Yeah, you did. Yeah, because that was, like, at that IMAX theater section of our movie theater. Mm -hmm. And it was really good, but, like, these Scream ones are just amazing. It's because it's because of how much they they screw with the with horror tropes. Yeah, and I think I think the writers and I think Radio Silence and everyone involved just kind of has a really good direction with it, and they really know where they want to go. And I think they have Wes Craven's original purpose for these movies in mind as they write them and direct them and all that. So pay Sydney Prescott to be in the next one. <laughs> that's literally my only complaint is there's no Sydney Prescott. Like Gail's like Sydney decided to take her husband and kids to a safe place. And you're like, I mean, at least they weren't like she was killed yeah. off screen. Cause that would have been, been really sucked. bad. That would have been really disrespectful, but at least she was like, let them have their happy ending. And Sam's like on that we can agree on. Yeah. But I really hope she's in the next one. I've heard rumors that she will be. I heard rumors that there's going to be a next one and that they agreed to pay Neve Campbell the appropriate amount, which, thank fuck, um, for her to be in the movie. Yes, please. Like, honestly, I love, I just love Sydney Prescott. Sydney Prescott is my hero. Yo, it'd be, it'd be pretty cool if, like, you were in the next one. That would be so much fun. Yeah, just even as, like, an extra, just, like, at, like, a party or something. Like, Dead Meat, they're so lucky. Like, I, them just being part of the Scream universe is so lucky. Yo, they'd be, they'd make a sick, killer, cold opening. For the next movie. For the next movie. I Like, agree. they're in the middle of their podcast, like, critiquing the stab movies. And then they're like, oh, okay, so, and then they get a phone call from, like, a fan live, like, live in the middle of their podcast. Or they're going to go do, like, a special at Woodsboro and they get moited. They get moited. That would be so cool. Almost like in uh, the Halloween 2018 movie where those two reporters went to go visit Michael Myers and then they get killed by him. Yeah, that would be super cool. That'd Put dead meat cool. in the next movie. Make them the cold open. That's make, my that's my wish. My two wishes for the next movie. Make dead meat the cold open. And pay Sydney Prescott. And pay Neve Campbell to be Sydney Prescott. <laughs> Those are my two things. 100%. She 100% deserves it. Because she really does just like... Like, she's so up there as far as final girls. She's like... I love how sick they are of Ghostface by this point. Yeah. They're just like, I'm bored. And they hang up... But she's up there with Laurie Strode and fucking Ripley and just all of them. She's amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, that's Those are my two wishes for the next one. But I really enjoyed this one. Um, I thought it was good. Like I said, I could just, I could go on. If This movie was good. If you didn't see it and you hear all of this, please go see it. Please support it so we have a seventh one. Go see it. But if you, if you listen to this whole podcast first and then went to go see it, like... Shame on you. <laughs> Charles, don't shame people. But the thing is, like, it's best enjoyed when you know nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I would strongly Speak. suggest doing that for the rest of the screams or Scream 7 whenever that comes out. So, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, um, we'll probably do... I'm I'm going to go see Evil Dead Rise when it comes out. Oh, I want to see that. Because it looks super good. I've, I've seen... actually not seen trailers for that, oh. and I am not going to. That's good. That's going to be rough. I loved the feeling of going to this movie completely blind, other than the fact that it's a screen movie. And I loved the Evil Dead remake that they made. Oh. And I want to go into the new Evil Dead movie completely blind, not having watched a single trailer. Oh, man. 100%. Yeah. I'd love to do that. I don't want to watch any more trailers because I'm already worried that I've seen too much. I don't think I have, but hopefully. Yeah, because like some trailers reveal a little too much and then it's just like, And I loved the Evil Dead remake. And this seems to be more along those lines. The Evil Dead Rise movie coming out next month. So I'm super excited for that. But this has been Beware the Moon Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I don't really use Instagram too much, but Twitter. And then, Charles, your things. I'm Charlie Brown. You can follow me on Rumble. You can follow him there. Yeah, I'm on Rumble. Which, Good. speaking of which, we got to set you up on Rumble, too. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And then Charles and I have done a couple of... Uh, uh, gaming episodes. Because I run a gaming channel... And so you'll see a lot, you'll see me play a lot of games like um like I've played the Pokemon Legends Arceus. I've I'm in the middle of Persona 4 Golden. And I am also in the middle of Goemon, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon. The fucking ninja. That's the one that me and Hannah are both in. And Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, we got to finish Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, so Charles and I Charles lets me commentate on the fucking ninja and Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, and I'm also on a political podcast too. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So uh, follow Charles at Charlie Brown at Rumble. Charlie Brown at Rumble. There you go. Yeah. Do you have other? Yeah, capital C, capital B. You'll see like a little uh, digitally drawn version of me. Um, do kind of ha- crappily. <laughs> do you have other socials? Uh, yes, I am on Gilded, which is similar to Discord. Except, uh, as far as I know, Gilded is not planning on recording any of your voice chats. And you also have to get naked? Or no? No. Uh, okay. Well, alright. I'm on Gilded. <laughs> I'm on Gab. I'm on Truth Social. And, yeah. And he's on the planet Earth. I'm on the planet Earth. The Earth of planets. There you go. The Earth of planets. Anyway. Take me to your Earth of Planets. <laughs> and your mannequins of cults. Mannequins of cults. To get ghost-faced. 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 These ghost-faced got ghost-faced. Anyway, this has been Beware the Moon Podcast, where all of your ghost faces get ghost-faced. I'm Excuse your host, me. Hannah, and I have a, this has been my guest, Charles. Hello. And stay safe, y'all. All, stay safe. Watch out for Ghostface. I'll be right back. Oh! Oh. Yeah, I'll be right back. And as always, beware the moon. Beware the moon.